It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today for a special draft show of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how's it going, it's sir? It's going well. I'm excited. You know, it's interesting kind of watching guys on uh, uh, college guys again. You know, I, this has kind of been my first few. Well, I mean, I've done a couple guys here and there, but kind of stepping back into the draft for sure. a, uh, it's It's always fun. It's always interesting. So our draft shows are going to be a little different this year because, you know, the Cowboys obviously don't have a first-round pick, so it's going to be a little bit harder to narrow down some of the names uh, that the Cowboys may be interested in. You know, eventually the guys will leak out and we'll get a list of the, the, the 30 visits. But for the next few weeks, we're just going to be taking a look at a specific position and taking a look at a couple of big players. Today we're going to look at defensive tackle. Uh, we're not going to spend time on Quinn and Williams from Alabama or Ed Oliver from Houston. Uh, there's a lot of other great draft shows out there that will tell you all you need to know about those guys. Uh, they're fantastic. What we're going to do is look at a couple uh, players that are a little bit down the line a little bit. And Landon, I want to start with Texas defensive lineman Charles Amenehu. Uh, this is a guy that you DM'd me about a couple days ago, just kind of wondering where his stock was at. What was your first impressions when you watched him? The, this guy looks like David Irving. I mean, yeah, uh, he that's really does. Like, I, I, it's, and I really, my first initial thought was uh, they're going to do to they're going to do to this kid what they did to David Irving, and that is they're going to try to play him a defensive end. Um, and we'll see how. You know, and I, I feel like you know that happened. Uh, and he had some success. It sounds like at the Senior Bowl playing defensive end. Um, and look, he did. Uh, you know the agents are going to get into his ears and they're going to whisper about you know defensive end money and all that good stuff. So I, I have a feeling that that's going to be where the focus is with this kid. Um, you know, I think that to me. He is uh, – what I don't want to happen that I'm afraid is going to happen is that that's going to happen. Some team's going to draft him, maybe overdraft him at defensive end because of positional value um, and because he is going to probably, just based on his tape – I'm assuming he's probably going to jump out of the gym and and be an incredibly – incredible tester. Um, You know, I I really do think in a lot of ways he's like David Irving, you know. But I think that – the way that he, you know, he needs to get a little bit. I think his body is still in transition because he 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 reshaped his body this season from what it sounds like, uh, and uh, he's added some weight, but it was muscle, right? And so he's like at two seventy right. something like right that. I think he needs to kind of keep going in that direction and get around to two eighty, two ninety. 
uh, and play three technique because I just think that as good as he can be on the outside, I think that there is there is still some hip stiffness there that may limit him. I've seen him turn the corner and do all that, and I think he's you know he's he he will play well at defensive end. Uh, but I think that he his best position would be inside because I think he would be dominant, specifically in one of our systems. The way that Irving was dominant in our system, I think he could be right, he could be right. outside the shoulder three technique. You could kick him inside to to one technique. Um, you know, it's it, there's a lot of different things you could do with this guy. Uh, but I think that he would really benefit to being with a guy like Rob Marinelli uh, and where I, I think his real strength is, is going to be getting off the ball and into the backfield, using his length and his power and his size to get into the uh, to cracks. And one thing that he really does well is, to me is slip through gaps and, and, you know, knife through and get there. The, the spot where he struggles is, you know, and again, this is, I, I hope he, I, I, I hate for him to be looked at as a five technique. Cause I really think that that would be, not his best spot. Oh, it's limiting his upside yeah, for I sure. Could, because he's big, and I think you know if you're gonna put him at defensive end, make sure it's like a four man front defensive end, not a three man front. But to me, I see this kid, and I see th- them doing the same thing that they did with David Irving. You know, except he's you know a little bit obviously more well known. But it's a situation where he, he, everyone wants to see defensive ends with these guys. But I think if he was able to put on like 10 more pounds of weight, continue to keep putting on weight, he, his explosiveness in his body type inside would produce potentially a, an insanely dominant player, similar to David Irving. Except this kid has no off-the-field issues. He's a leader in the locker room. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I'm really high on this kid. I, I love this tape, but I also felt like he was – being miscast to a certain degree, and then all the all the talk mm-hmm. that I at, at Texas, and then all the talk I, I've heard since then makes it sound like they are only looking at him from you know a, a defensive end point of view, and I and I feel like that might be uh, a mistake. Yeah, they really used him more as like a five technique at Texas. I mean, they had some pretty weird three man lines that they used and stuff. But uh, just a little background info on Amenahu. Uh, first three years of his career really didn't do much. Had a total of 12 tackles for a loss. Exploded as a senior. 18 tackles for a loss. Nine and a half sacks. Uh, you started to see him make plays. Went to the Senior Bowl uh, and he, he won the weigh-ins. I think he had was a 36 and a half yeah. inch arms. He had the longest wingspan at, at the Senior Bowl. I mean, I fully expect him to go to the combine and just completely show out. Uh, my question for you before we move on from Amenahu. What kind of round grade would you give him? Where do you kind of expect to see him picked? I know we're early in this, but just just where would you guess right now as of uh, February eighth? Well, I you know I I mean I've I'm the problem with the draft grades is that you have to know context inside the the class and and that's one thing I I really I don't know because I don't know the class terribly well. It seems like the there's a, a lot of there's a lot of defensive talent, specifically defensive line talent, just from what I've seen. Casually. Does he seem like a day two player to you, though? I mean, does, does he seem like a day two? I, player? I think he's to me. He's uh, he's going to be drafted in the first round, but he, he but he really? probably he probably should not be. Yeah, I think I I, I would. Uh, I see. I think that's fair. I think you're right. There. I, think, I think he. There probably will be a team that'll see his measurables and think, "Hey, we can turn him into the." This next is that's exactly, dude. Here's David here's ex- is this exactly. I think it's going to be a similar to a Marcus Hunt 
pathway for him. Like Marcus Hunt is still it, it, in, in progress right now, right? But like, what's going to happen is they're going to see his athleticism again. They're going to try to push him to defensive end. I don't know that he is going to produce at defensive end the way his overdraft position will would require so people are probably going to view him as a bust then he's going to get cut or whatever from his first team his second team will pick him up realize have a plan for him at defensive tackle he'll get back in there and then suddenly suddenly he's a reclamation project and how do they find this guy blah 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 when all they did was really put him at the position he probably should have played in the first place so I agree. That's a good comp. I like the Marcus comp, Marcus Hunt one. I mean, this year with the Colts, I mean, he's on a second team, but you're starting to see him at least develop into a useful player. So I, I like that. That's a, that's a good comp. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll talk about two more defensive tackles. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is I don't always know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, this next one I want to talk to you about is uh, a a very interesting prospect, Kingsley Hmm. Kiki from Texas A&M. I actually just sat down today to to watch some of his his film, um, and I got to say, I I, I wasn't impressed by what I saw. What did you see from Kiki when you watched him? Man, I just don't know what to think about this kid. Like, to me... You know what? It's funny, and I I talked to our mutual buddy John Owning about this. Like to me, forget like the. I'm not comparing him to this player. I'm comparing it to the situation, and to and and for completely different reasons. But to me, he reminds me of Michael Sam, where just as as a as a player, Mm -hmm. as an athlete, because I feel like he has production there. He he's done it at a uh, you know on Division One scale. I the problem is is the way that he wins. Um, 
is it, I don't know that it's replicable in the NFL, and, and and I think that he's I mean he's kind of this tweener guy who he looks like he should be a three technique, but he's playing outside a defensive end. He's not like explosive or even really terribly athletic, but he has good balance and he could you know and like find a way to kind of stay on his feet at times it's he's very we it's a very weird player right like i mean it's he 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 i think he wins a lot inside uh with hand fighting because he's good at getting around guards mm-hmm. but i don't think that that's going to work in the nfl because those guys are going to be so much better at than that at that than him so uh, that's where my concern is is that um yeah, that he's that he's he's not going to be able to replicate that kind of way he wins in the NFL. All right, let me uh, let me give you some of the notes that I I have from I watched the North Carolina State game, the South Carolina game, and the Alabama game from 2017. Uh, he lined up all over the defensive line for Texas A&M. He played at defensive end, defensive tackle, left end, right end, wherever they needed him, uh, he was on the field. Uh, but I, I mean I. I did not see a player at all that should have been playing defensive end. It just didn't look like he had the athleticism to bend the corner. Uh, too often he was too hesitant with some of his pass rushing moves. He would he would try to basically try to go around a, a tackle or a guard without using his hands, and it was kind of weird. Uh, I worry a little bit about his conditioning. You can kind of see him late in games. Just the effort's not there, and maybe it's not conditioning. Maybe it's just a lack of effort, but uh, – I I, I saw a guy that, man, if that was the guy that the Cowboys were taking in the second day of the draft, I would be really, really worried. It, that just didn't seem like a player to me that – if I wasn't watching the the game trying to study him, he's not somebody that jumped off the screen for me. Did, did that happen I, with you I at mean, all? I mean, I'm looking at this guy like, like a day three guy, like a late day three guy. Yeah, that's kind I of mean, what he's I feel like. like he's – I, I I don't I'm not really even interested to be honest. Like I, I don't know that. Yeah, it's just it's a guy that's going to take yeah. up a spot, right? Then you you just know his ceiling's probably not ever going to be where uh, you I, want. The, it. I think the only thing that he has of value that like is again like his interior pass rush, like as a pass rushing, you know, nickel defensive tackle. But he's not even good enough at that, or or has any kind of traits at that. That makes me believe that he can replicate even that in the NFL. So yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm I, right. well, especially without any burst. I'm I'm not that interested. All right, let's talk about one more defensive tackle. Let's discuss Draymond Jones, uh, the interior player from Ohio State. Uh, I actually liked this film quite a bit. I thought this was a, a special athlete. Um, I thought he moved really well. Uh, I thought he, you know he he can get up the field. I think he lacks a little bit of power in the run game. I think you're going to need to have him bulk up a little bit. But that's a guy if you get him in. I I think he's probably a second round pick. I think if you get him in here, I think he can give you some production right away. What did you see from Draymond? Yeah, Jones? immediately watching him, I got the feeling that this is this is our guy. And by I mean I don't mean like our pick, but I mean this is the 
you know, this is a guy who is going to be in that short list when the pick comes up if he's available. You know, because he he, he feels like he fits a need. He's, he's he fits the scheme to a T of what you want as a three technique. I think he's going to have a lot of success as a three technique, uh, I, and I think that he has potential to get to where, us because I think he's not going to be a fit in every system. Um, and his weaknesses are glaring, but are masked by the fact that we are not a team that puts a high priority on defensive tackles that need to take on double teams as a three technique. So uh, I, I think the things where he shines are where we are looking for people to come in, like uh, you know the, the the people that burst through the gaps, the the ones that uh, uh, that are you know getting up field and, and uh, stopping the run on their way to their pass, you know. Um, so I, I think that is the kind of system that this guy is going to have uh, uh, the most success. And it's the kind of niche system that allowed someone like Grady Jarrett to fall all the way to the fifth, to fifth mm. round, you know, and I think that's, these are kind of comparable type guys. I mean, I think if you look at their, uh, you know, their production uh, in some ways, their, their body types, their, uh, their fit, you know, uh, these are guys who played on a very highly touted uh Division, you know, I, I think with some of these better programs like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, um, guys can get lost because of the other talent that's on his team, right? Like everybody's eyes on uh, when you watch Ohio State's watching Nick Bosa and and what he's doing. I, I think sure. when or that other defensive yeah. end that they have, I, yeah, I can't, can't think yeah, of his name right now. But they yeah, got they a got lot of talent. Right. Two guys that are probably they, there's a there. lot of talent there, and. Uh, and I think that that allows some of these guys to get lost. And again, with Draymond Jones, his run defense issues, his inability to get off blocks, his inability to uh, take on double teams, it's very clear. And that is going to be um, that is going to be something that is going to be problematic for a bunch of teams, which is why uh, a guy who could potentially be a difference maker at uh, for our defense. You could fall to where we are in the second round. Uh, so one of the things that I love to do for defensive linemen is look at their, you know, their tackle for a loss production. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that translates really well to the NFL. I wasn't spectacular this year; had just thirteen tackles for a loss. Uh, but what I did notice was, man, he was around the quarterback a ton. Uh, so I asked our, some of our friends at Pro Football Focus uh, how many pressures he had. He had 52 pressures this year and just eight sacks. Now, to kind of put that in comparison, the next closest interior defensive lineman in the Big Ten had 23 ta- or 23 pressures yep. from inside. There was nobody that was around the quarterback more often than Draymond and Jones. And so while while I love the the statistical production, I think at least shows you shows you that Draymond Jones, who was a junior this year, I think his arrow is pointing way up. I, I'm curious to see what he comes in at the combine. Does he weigh 280 pounds? Is he closer to 300? I kind of doubt it. Uh, but I think that's certainly a guy that we need to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, and I, I think, again, going back to there, to what, the context is important. I mean, he's on a team with two five-star 
you know, recruit defensive ends, one of which it might be the number one pick this year in the draft. So he, right. him getting pressures shows you that he's producing. The fact that he's not getting sacks on a, on a defensive line that is full of superstars could be because, you know, you've got a number one pick overall pick getting there just a tick earlier. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is one of those situations where you, you know you go and you wa- you have to watch the tape and trust the tape more than the production because and, I mean the production is there clearly with the hurry so, so you got to find if the context exists and you know go and watch and say hey this guy is on a is on a defensive line full of bullies it, it, it's it, you know and oh, it, so it makes it difficult to. Uh, fully produced because the other guys are beating you to the punch. It's not that your team isn't getting sacks and you're not getting sacks. Your team's getting a ton of sacks. You're, you're just not always the one who's getting them. All right, let me ask you this one more question before we go. Charles Amenahu, Draymond Jones, for the Cowboys, which pick would you rather have? Or which player, excuse me? Well, I think Draymond Jones is probably the more, uh, you know, out of the box, ready to go as far as what we're asking him to do, three three techniques, right? Uh, uh, and I think Aminahu is, is a guy who would take a little bit of, of seasoning and developing. Uh, you know, I, I think that they're kind of different players, too. I think Draymond Jones would be a better version of Malik Collins, um, and Aminahu would be kind of that... Lesser version well, of David I, Irving. Yeah, I would say uh, the somewhere somewhere between David Irving and Tyrone Crawford. You know, it's just the, the kind of guy who gives you good production inside, but also could give you some snaps outside. Uh, it could be a really valuable piece. I think that they, you know, they both will play three technique at some point. Obviously, uh, I think Aminahue's value is that he could give you some solid snaps across the board, and Jones's value is that he is that three technique off the shoulder beat you uh, through the gap kind of guy who, who I think also provides a ton of value in his stunts and games uh, s- situation as well. I think he moves really well that way as well. See, for me, I think, I mean, it's close, but I think I'd rather have a Menahue just because you know that you're going to have Malik Collins next year. So I'm not, it's not a super big rush to find a guy that did play 75% of the snaps a game. You know what I mean? You can be a little bit more patient there. And I'm probably going to pick the, the, the guy with the freakish skills and you know measurables and hope that Rod Marinelli can work his magic. I mean, we've seen it happen before. I think both would be outstanding picks. But I just think Menehu gives you a little bit more upside there. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.